0: From the Cervera Newsroom in sunny Miami, welcome to the Miami Real Estate Podcast, your home for expert insight on all things Miami real estate. I'm your host, Omar DeWitt. Let's get started. Welcome back to How To Be A Top Producer here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast. I'm your host, Omar DeWint, Communications Executive at Surveyor Real Estate here in Miami. Today we're talking about the psychology of sales, a very exciting topic because we've, uh, in the past, we've talked a lot about uh, how to position your brand, how to market and get your business. But the final step of that that, uh, equation, of that formula, is closing the sale. So being in the right mindset and the right headspace to close the sale is extremely important. Joining me for this conversation is a communications expert and the president of Express Yourself Communications, Marsha Friedman. Marsha, thanks for coming. Hi,
1: it's my pleasure. I'm thrilled to be here. We're
0: excited to have you here. We're gonna have a lot of fun. So Marsha is um, a communications um, skills expert, like I said, an educator. You uh, teach classes on uh, presentation skills for a professional at uh, Nova Southeastern University, among other um, universities here in South Florida. You're also a um, coach for uh, attorneys, real estate professionals, and upper management on how to deal with stressful situations and sort of put their best foot forward, right? So um, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, how you got started and sort of what we're going to talk about today.
1: All right. Well, it's a very interesting story because I really fell into this profession by accident. Okay. All right. After 20 years of marriage, I was going through a surprise divorce. Okay. And instead of sitting around and feeling sorry for myself, I decided to do something productive, go back to graduate school. All right. So I go down to actually FIU and Biscayne campus and it turned out that was the last day to register. So the advisor said, you have to sign up today. All right, I sign up, get to my car, I'm hysterical crying because it's been 20 years since I've been in school. Right. And I said to him, the only test I've taken, knowing I would have to take the GREs, is a blood test. <laughs> right, and now I have to study, write papers and everything else. Turned out really well, because although the program was really public relations, mm-hmm. I decided not to go into PR, but however, having that degree earned me the right to teach college classes. Interesting. Right. So I had joined a Toastmasters Club, the International Speaking Organization, I was just a natural fit because I'm naturally creative and I taught education before, I have a masters and an undergrad Mm -hmm. in education. So probably by the second or third speech, someone in the group had said, you know what you're very good at, would you like to teach public speaking at NOVA? And I said, sure. I didn't know how I was going to do that, but I said, give me the book and I'll figure it out. And that's where this all started. After wow. that, people started asking me to come in and train their employees. And here I am 19 years later.
0: That's amazing. So yeah. tell me a little bit about um, the the basic premise of of what you do and sort of how, how you structure. What's the basic science before we get into the actual yeah. tactics, right? Yeah. So what are the basic principles around...
1: Well, the principles are that, especially today, people have very short attention spans, right? And it's very easy for people to pull out their phone and start texting Mm -hmm. and not paying attention to you. Mm -hmm. So it's especially challenging today to know what the audience's expectations are and how you can really fulfill them. Okay. And there's a lot more involved in just having the numbers and the facts. Right. I find that too often when people present, they focus on the numbers when it's really that's good. You need that. But it's all the rest that people really base their decisions on. Uh-huh. So it's really an emotional connection, and I show various ways to do that.
0: Okay, and so um, so let's get into some of the uh, the meat and potatoes here. I know mm-hmm. that with Express Yourself Communications, your your mission is to change the world one presentation right. at a time. Right. Is it? Right. Yeah. Okay. That's so my tell me <laughs> that's your tagline, right? It's a good tagline. So tell me a little bit. Um, let's get into some of the, the tips because as I mentioned at the top of the show. Uh, where you know, our main audience is real estate professionals. Uh, real estate professionals are often doing public speaking. Sometimes it could be in a, in a one-to-one setting, sort of if you're a general real estate agent, you're, you're going to a homeowner, you're trying to get that listing, you're basically up against another five or six or seven real estate pros, and you're saying to that, that, that homeowner or those homeowners uh, why I'm the best, right? And in other scenarios, you may be um, traveling overseas, you may be visiting broker offices and and presenting on either a project or Miami as a whole, but you're speaking to a group of ten to twenty or, or more. So what are some of the sort of tried and true methods that you have that that you think that we can apply in our in our day to day in those scenarios to have a better outcome.
1: Right, so I think the number one factor is the degree of confidence you have when you walk through the door. Mm. So think for a minute about, let's say a networking event you're at, okay? and all of a sudden everybody's eyes turned toward the door. Why, because that person walked in and exuded such confidence, like they own their room. <laughs> right, 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 right. And because we're all made up of energy, somehow that person's energy interacted with yours, and something special happened. Mm. So we want that to happen every time you walk into the room. So to work on the confidence, there are several areas you need to be aware of. And the first one is body language. body language. We are visual beings and this goes back to primitive man. Let's say I'm from one tribe and I'm wandering the plains and I see you and mm-hmm. I don't know you right. within two seconds. I had to decide, two seconds, whether you're friends or foe. And then of course think of the actions that would follow if you're foe, right? <laughs> right? So for survival, we, ha- we make quick decisions. Mm-hmm. So admit it. You meet somebody new, you make a quick decision sure. about them. Sure. You're not always proud of the decision you but you do make a decision, let's be honest here. <laughs> so
0: sometimes we do judge the book by its cover.
1: Yeah, and of course we try to get to know the person sure. because often we're wrong. Right. But we have to understand this is a primitive wiring mechanism we have. Mm-hmm. And so how did you judge that person? It's by their appearance mm-hmm. and their demeanor. Sure. So the nonverbals. Mm-hmm. So often when people present, they focus on the features, the benefits. Okay, that's fine and good. You need to do that. Mm-hmm. But often people forget it's the body language that people interpret first. And there are all kinds of numbers. I'm not going to bore you with numbers, but they say a large percentage mm-hmm. of the way people view you is based on your gestures and the tone of your voice.
0: So give me some examples of when you're walking in that door, right? Um, what are some of the things that you can do to set yourself up for success? What's good body right.
1: language? Right. I love quick tips because let's yeah. face it we want quick easy. Yeah. Well here's a great a one. Here's a great one. Stand 1 inch taller.
0: Okay. And this
1: is something you need to practice every day. Otherwise if you just say oh today I have to it won't work. Mm-hmm. The brain likes things that are easy that that you get used to. Mm-hmm. So if you practice every day standing 1 inch taller. I just want to do that. Right. So typically people stand slightly slouched over. Mm-hmm. So when you just put your shoulders you know without right. looking like a guard at Buckingham Palace right. Now, all right? <laughs> right? That one inch makes a difference in several ways. Mm -hmm. You look more confident, you feel more confident, Mm -hmm. and you look a lot thinner. I'm Mm -hmm. really 300 pounds, but I stand up properly. (laughs) And so you look a lot slimmer. But you have to do that all the time. Plus, it's good spinal alignment. A chiropractor will say, yes, do that. So that's only one of many things. So body language can be the way you express yourself. Mm -hmm. So if you're talking and you're saying that something is fabulous or the best project, the best development ever, and you go, oh, this is a great project. You really have to invest in it. Mm-hmm. And you're not smiling, and what? you don't look energetic, you don't look happy. Guess what? People will believe the nonverbals. Mm. So, really, what you don't say speaks louder than what you do say. Mm-hmm. So, often I see people either with their hands glued to their side, they're not using them in gestures, mm-hmm. or they're just going wildly. Right. No. Either extreme is not good. The idea is you need to think about and practice standing up some obvious gestures. Mm-hmm. So if you're saying a huge assortment of apartments, you can do that gesture mm-hmm. and hold it for a few seconds also. If it's just quick, it's not as effective. Right. And then your smile makes a huge difference right away. People want to know that you're likable, you're mm-hmm. friendly, and that really breaks down a lot of the misgivings they may have right away. So mm-hmm. I smile all the time. Right. Really, people say to me, are you ever sad? Are you ever <laughs> miserable? I said, not that often, because guess what? When you smile, right. it releases the endorphin
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it makes you happy.
0: Well, you know, it's it's interesting that you, you bring that up on smiling, and I'm going to throw a quick anecdote in there, but uh-huh. um, the, I think people do underestimate it. The other day, I was at, at the grocery store, and there's an attendant that I see regularly, right? And sometimes when you're going through these day-to-day transactions, you don't necessarily... Um, have a lot of conversation, right? right? But the lady just one day randomly goes, oh, it's nice to see you again. You're always in here smiling. Like, you, you know, yeah. you're always, it's always nice to see it your smile. It makes you feel good. And I was like, oh, wow. like, thank you, right? right. But it's, it's cool, because yeah, like you said, it makes you feel good, but also from our end, sometimes you don't understand what small actions can impact on, on exactly. others, right?
1: And as an example, let's say you were stuck in traffic before mm-hmm. you got to whoever the event was, and you're thinking now about the event. Okay, as an example, today on the way here, I'm I'm trying to find ways and where I'm turning, 18 million turns. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it was a left turn and I needed to go straight. Uh And then I saw three police officers and they pulled me over Uh in addition to about eight other people. And I could have been stressed out based on that, but I came here and said, no, let it go. So you know like the song from frozen let it go go. (laughs) you let it go and think about how you will appear perhaps before you even go into that event go to the restroom calm yourself down take some deep breaths Mm -hmm. and i have another technique called the silent primal scream we actually stand up and go and you let it all out. And then you walk into the room with a smile on your face.
0: So for those that are listening, you can't you you didn't see what Marsha just did, but basically you're standing up, right, and you're screaming. Hands but silently, in the air, silently. But silently. We don't okay. want
1: to alert anybody the whole night. Right. We don't want to freak anybody out. Yeah, especially in this day and age. We don't want the police to come. Right. But what it does is it releases all the negativity in your mm-hmm. body, it puts a smile on your face. You're mm-hmm. in a good mood now.
0: Yeah. So before you go uh-huh. into your next Cocktail uh, <laughs> event presentation or what have you, do a silent scream. But Just in the restroom. In the restroom. <laughs> Not
1: in front of other and, people, and please. He is silent, yes. <laughs> and it's a great technique, in addition, an added bonus is if you're stuck in a lot of traffic, let's say on your way home, mm-hmm. you do that as soon as you get out of the car. So you um, don't kick the dog or scream at your significant other. Okay. It might save a marriage, actually.
0: <laughs> I'm going to relay that to my wife uh, after this. So, yes. um, Okay, so you also talk about mirroring and matching the client's body language and vocals to create likability. So walk right. me through that. A so bit. what
1: happens is try to imagine we're sitting across the table from each other. Mm-hmm. And you're speaking very expressively, and you're gesturing, you're making mm-hmm. eye contact, and I'm the opposite. I'm looking down. I'm not showing any expression. Mm-hmm. I'm speaking very softly. Well, you'll say, what's wrong here? And it might be on a subconscious level, mm-hmm. but you feel that you're disconnected now sure. from that person. So what the realtors need to do, the brokers, is to observe the other person for a minute. Okay. And you have to do it very subtly. Mm-hmm. You can't do Not it like, so it will come it'll be like obvious.
0: Elevator.
1: Right. You know? So you want to mirror, mm-hmm. right? That's the body language. Sure. So if the person's leaning forward, mm-hmm. you're not going to be leaning back and going right. like that. You'll lean forward slightly. Right. So do it very subtly. So the body language you are mirroring and matching would be the vocals. Okay. So if you're speaking quickly and I'm speaking like this, mm-hmm. you're going to really make sure that meeting is very brief. Right, right, right. So to create this likability, sociability, and trust factor, we tend to like people who are like us.
0: Sure. So when, when, if somebody comes in for, let's say, to the office for a, you know a walk-in, as we call it, for a presentation, and maybe it's a Sunday, maybe they're moving at a slower pace, but you've had a lot of, a few cups of coffee, you don't wanna hit them at 100 miles an hour, right? No, because gonna...
1: they'll be overwhelmed, and they'll say, on a subconscious level, I don't really like this person. Right. right, right, right. And something very subtle you have to do, and try it out in a non-sales environment first, mm-hmm. all right? Let's say you're meeting someone, for coffee. Mm -hmm. Now try it out or even on your family, friends, and you'll notice how it works. At first when you do that, do the opposite Mm -hmm. of what the person's doing and ask them how they felt the next time do it similar the body language and the vocals mm-hmm. similar to that person sure right and especially this day and age a lot of us have very short attention spans mm-hmm. i'm the kind of person like get to the point more like the male right think of it <laughs> i'm very much like that so if you see the person is more of the type who wants to tell details and go on and on you also have to respect their way sure. of communicating Some people, generally speaking, we cannot say this is a rule for all, Mm -hmm. generally speaking, men tend to want to get to the point first, Mm -hmm. and then they'll ask questions after that, and then details can be provided. Women want to tell a long, long, long story. Half my friends have to say, okay, so what's the point? Because I'm getting impatient. (laughs) So again, observing that person's style, or if you know people who know that person well, Mm -hmm. ask them. So beforehand, you are prepared. Mm -hmm. And something else you can do is mentally, you need to prepare yourself. Okay. So that gets into how do you feel about yourself? Mm -hmm. Every day are you saying, hey, I love myself, I'm great, I'm the best? Mm -hmm. Or are you saying, gee, gosh, I don't know, I feel like a failure, I didn't live up to my own expectations this year, why bother going out on this sale, it's just going to be another failure? No. Always, always put the thought in your mind. You can feel it, you have to see it, and then it will happen. Mm-hmm. But if you don't put that out to the universe, it really won't. And then you can also visualize yourself in a successful situation. Mm-hmm. Anytime I'm doing a presentation, or even for the interview, I pictured myself sitting across from you mm-hmm. with a, our videographer here.
0: Hey, Juan.
1: And I pictured <laughs> just us speaking, you know, very visualize conversational. Mm-hmm. I picture that, and I picture it being a success. So most of the time it does work out really well. So you
0: see it and then you do it.
1: Yeah, you have to feel it in your heart, right? You have to see it by visualizing mm-hmm. and then you make it happen.
0: Interesting. Yeah,
1: cuz people who think negatively very rarely are very And you're surrounding
0: you're, you're attracting, you're bringing in the negativity.
1: Right. So, so if I'm exuding all this positive energy, people right away are caught up in that, right? right? They can't help but listen.
0: I love it. I love it. And I love your energy. I knew this was going to be a fun um, a fun interview. So once again, we're talking to Marsha Friedman here on the Miami Real Estate Podcast. She's a master communicator, educator, and the author of Break Your Fear of Public Speaking. So Marsha, tell me, we've talked about confidence uh, to help you sort of... Um, create that positive first impression when you walk in that good body language we talked about uh, matching and mirroring so what else we have some some other good tips today that we wanted to cover tell me what uh, what's next on the docket we have how to keep your cool when dealing with deadlines delays and difficult buyers
1: yes so this is where a program that I developed and trademark comes in it's called the set principle the set. s S-E-T.
0: S-E-T. S-E-T. Set principle. So
1: what happens is you have to understand how the brain works, right? Okay. So we have, and nobody teaches us this in school. Mm-hmm. Very important. We have the prefrontal cortex, which is the thinking part of the brain. Mm-hmm. And then we have the limbic system, the emotional part of the brain. And what happens is often, especially in stressful situations with deadlines, delays, difficult people, mm-hmm. notice all D's there, that's mm-hmm. an alliteration, <laughs> right? Right. It makes it more interesting, yeah, by the way. Definitely. Right. We get into these situations that seem to be out of our control. We let the emotions get overly aroused and what physiologically happens Mm -hmm. is this. The blood supply from the thinking part of the brain now gets diverted to fuel the emotions so you can't think clearly. The limbic, not the limbic, the thinking part of the brain actually controls your impulses. Okay. It helps you think creatively and solve problems. So you need that part of your brain to be fully operational in those stressful moments. Mm-hmm. So if you give it up to the emotional part of the brain, you're in, you're going to be in bad shape.
0: Okay. So what are some of the things that you can do to counteract that?
1: Right. So very briefly, because I do have a 90-minute program on this with a follow-up. Okay. And people see the ability to manage their emotions well really increased dramatically in two to three weeks sure what you do in a nutshell again i'm giving you the crash course here is the s stands for stop okay e stands for emotions down uh-huh and the t stands for thinking, thinking up,
0: up. Oh, that's right we we did this uh workshop At, when, right. when you came to um when i was with with three eight okay 3A. so so stop
1: to, emotions, emotions down, down thinking up, up.
0: And so what is that well, um, it forces
1: you to think, because you only have actually a half a second mm-hmm. to stop the emotions from getting out of control.
0: Mm-hmm. So, you, so just, and just to clarify, like uh-huh. when you're saying if you're in a business and you're in a meeting,
1: to yourself. You're oh, saying. You're saying you don't to say to the audience. This yeah. isn't like, oh, okay. <laughs> no, no, no. You're saying to yourself as a reminder stop. And if you're in a meeting with people, let's say from Sevier or other sure. people, and someone's getting hot under the collar across the room, you can give them that signal mm-hmm. if they've been trained, mm-hmm. and right away it will remind them. And I use this all the time, mm-hmm. like in traffic. Right. right. When
0: you're,
1: you're speaking to someone having a disagreement, let's say, mm-hmm. with a storekeeper. I've had a few of those recently. Mm-hmm. It keeps you from really saying or do something you later regret.
0: So basically stop, emotions stop. Down. You have to stop
1: at that moment. Stop it's it. kind of freeze. You feel, it, freeze. You, you freeze. feel
0: the emotions sort of coming out, so stop.
1: Right, before and, it gets out of control. So then, emotions down uh-huh. and thinking up. Remember, uh-huh. that's the part of the brain. By the way, the emotional part of the brain was, guess what? what? It evolved first. We mm-hmm. didn't have the thinking part of the brain till man, relatively speaking, modern man, need to figure out problems. Uh-huh. There's not much to think about in primitive man, right? right? It was getting food, Right. and, and uh, fornication,
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> you know, F's, and didn't need to solve complex problems. So uh-huh. the emotional brain evolved first.
0: Right, right, right. So we
1: need to know that and keep the emotions in base so we can get back to the thinking part of the brain. Mm-hmm. So now let's say you're a potential client and you're giving me an argument or you're raising your voice. I need to now use the thinking part of the brain to think creatively. Mm. How to answer an objection you have. Mm -hmm. You know, how to keep my cool and control my impulse. And later on, often if that person was out of line, when you keep your cool, Mm -hmm. you see you're helpful Mm -hmm. and you help resolve an issue, they will often apologize later. Say, you know, I'm really sorry. I gave you a hard time earlier. Mm -hmm. You know, I like the way you handled it. People will respect that and they'll remember that.
0: Mm -hmm. So absolutely. And then so you mentioned overcoming objections. So tell me a little bit more about some of the ways that... Um, you teach on on answering tough questions and overcoming uh, objections.
1: Yeah, because that's a big thing especially in sales Absolutely. All right. So number one I say Anticipate as much as you can mm-hmm. ask other people to help you make a list mm-hmm. of the objections that You can pretty well anticipate you'll get and think of your response to it uh, with tough questions sometimes you need to pause to gain control and think And it's okay. People are in a time warp at that point. They think it's 10 minutes when it's been five seconds that they're thinking. Mm -hmm. Or you can buy yourself some time by repeating it, such as if I understand you correctly, what you're asking is... And now notice you're buying time.
0: Right, right. So your
1: brain will hopefully get into gear, right. At well that and, point. and
0: I like how you mentioned with the the pausing, because um, I don't know if I had spoken to you about this, but it, we're also involved with the Asian Real Estate Association of America. And mm-hmm. so uh, through that we've learned and appreciated a lot of you know how other cultures right. operated. And and I learned specifically, I believe, in, in the Japanese culture, it's um, it's more of a of of a standard or a norm. To pause, you know, in between questions or when comments are said, and sometimes you're like, Wait, did you know you, you you sort of want to fill the gap, but it's really it, for them it's more customary, it's more polite. Yes, respectful stop and, and process.
1: Respectful, so. just like did you know in the Japanese culture, if they give you a business card, they or present with, it with, to with, you, with right? Your, and yeah. you're supposed to have a conversation. Now, how many yeah. functions have you been to with people here's my card, here's my card, right, call nice. me. Sure, I'm calling you up definitely. Right, right.
0: right. So you have to receive yeah. it with you know with both, both hands and be respectful. Don't put it in your pocket. Place it on the yeah. table, face up, and, yeah. and and yeah. So no, that's good. And
1: the power of the pause it's really amazing there's a great quote by a famous pianist by the name of arthur schnabel mm-hmm. he said the music i play like any other musician mm-hmm. the notes i play mm-hmm. but it's the pause where i really make the music mm-hmm. so think about that and the pause is very dramatic in many many cases because you've said something very dramatic you want people to think about it for a moment so you just pause look around and nod, you'll see people nodding with you, which is very effective in sales, mm-hmm. to get the nodding with you early on. And it's also very important, at the end of a presentation, I see way too many people running off. The voice goes down, they're packing up their materials, they're almost out of there already, but that's the time that people are making a decision. Mm. So after the last word comes out of your mouth, and this will take some practice, so while you're practicing your presentation, factor these two or three seconds in. Sure. Do the same thing. You just stop. You look around the room. You nod. And what you're also doing in a sale especially, remember, people are hesitant. They're afraid that they'll look bad if they make the wrong decision or they're dealing with the wrong person. Mm-hmm. So by looking around the room, what I'm telling you nonverbally is I meant it. You can believe in me. You can trust me. And that alone can close the sale. Hmm. I love it it takes time you have to be comfortable with doing it during sure. the rehearsal you cannot just do this cold right because it won't work and those two or three seconds be prepared it will seem like a long time but it's not
0: right and going back to the, the pianist analogy it's like you, you sort of build that you create that not not the suspense but like the emotion yes. or maybe it is the suspense and, absolutely and by having the confidence and the eye contact and you know the nodding and whatnot i see what you're saying yeah sort of, because oftentimes we give the presentation. Okay, thank you. Great. Yeah. And right. Like we're, no, know, no. We're ready to...
1: Think about the intro and the conclusion being the most important parts of that presentation, mm-hmm. and you definitely have to have those two memorized word for word. Mm-hmm. The body of, it, as long as you're very familiar with it, you want to sure. sound conversational. If it sounds over memorized, you really lose. Mm-hmm. It has to sound natural. Sure. Okay. So the pause extremely important. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to factor that in. And I put something on, I think it was on Twitter, where I said, it's during the pause that people absorb the information and mm-hmm. make decisions.
0: Right, right. Interesting. Um, no, this is a really good stuff, and it's great oh. to, to be back. You're also reminding me of um, when, we, when we did the class uh, a couple years back. You mentioned yeah. one of the biggest reasons, it was three or four three or years ago. Three or four years ago. Uh, I think. One of the things that stuck with me, um, aside from you helped me with my intonations. I remember we did like the the practice speaking, yeah, and you hey, told me hey, I was doing it too monotone. So now I'm pairing. Yeah, whenever. you're very expressive.
1: <laughs> so well, um, I definitely cured you of that. You did, you're, you did. You're definitely so um, no, I literally I was walking.
0: I'm like, Marcia says, don't be monotone. <laughs> um, no, but the other thing you said that stuck with me was, um, I believe was people. One of the biggest reasons people don't make a decision is is in, um, uh, indecisiveness or, or or they're not sure. It, it's it wasn't it wasn't indecisiveness. It was. If they're not certain uncertainty that's what it was
1: right because in other words they're buying the whole package Uh uh-huh right so they're really buying you right and again if you're up against other realtors other brokers just like on the sharp tank have you ever watched an episode Mm -hmm. where the person had a a great product but they were so lousy in presenting Right. right and they never looked up they didn't smile they were hesitant unsure and they kicked them out here, yeah. especially Mr. Wonderful. Get out of here, you know? <laughs> and seriously, and how do you even make the cut for the show? And so it's the whole thing. I've listened to people in Fort Lauderdale, part of a startup group, and out of 14, only two, I felt, really were good presenters. Wow. So think about it. You're asking for a lot of money from people. Right. They have to believe in the whole package. Yeah. It's not just what you are selling. You have to sell yourself, yep. especially if they're going to continue working with you. Mm -hmm. They don't want to look bad. So they have the fear of loss. Yep. And did you know the fear of loss is greater than gaining something? Interesting. Yeah. People are something like two and a half more times more prone to the fear of loss than of gaining something.
0: Interesting. So you
1: always have to work on that.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? So if somebody's sitting across them, you really have to harp and reassure them. Right. That your services, your property, whatever it is, is in their best interest. Right. So that's where telling stories comes in. So, and this was Next the other step. main point
0: that you have. Right. So tell me about that. And right. I love that because I love
1: storytelling. Yes. So. And everybody does. It's almost like we have a special storage place in our minds mm-hmm. for telling stories. Think about it. Before, there was printed material. Mm-hmm. People then told stories to their children mm-hmm. and passed that on.
0: Even back to the, the cavemen. Permanent days, yeah. You know? yeah. Right,
1: right, right. And so we love stories because it resonates not just with the head, with the facts, but with the heart. Mm-hmm. And the emotions, the heart actually is going to move you closer to a sale than anything else. Mm-hmm. Right? But when you have the whole shebang. Mm-hmm. So telling a story, it should be relevant to that situation, not just some story that you like. Right. And <laughs> it typically it will especially if the client is hesitant. It will reassure them by telling about someone else similar to them mm-hmm. or in a similar situation that you won over. Okay. So, so some... this might
0: be good, sorry to interrupt, like to, to mm-hmm. interweave in maybe when it comes to overcoming objections possibly? Sure.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Because when people see someone else like them mm-hmm. had a positive outcome, then they're more likely to remember that and relate to that story, so it will reduce fear. So we have to always focus on reducing the fear. Mm-hmm. The good stuff, of course, is obvious we'll share with them, what the advantages of that property. But you have to address people's fears. Mm-hmm. So if it's a new property, you know, will, will it you know, be available when, when you promise me? What happens if I'm out on the streets for two months? So you know, it's completed. All the fears that people have, you have to anticipate that and the objections. Mm-hmm. That will really help a lot. So when you tell a story, it's best if it's a personal story, not something you found on the internet. Okay. Because what if that person happens to have read that story?
0: Sure. It should right. be
1: original. You want to try to be as descriptive as possible.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? And again, the way you deliver it. So you need to practice telling that story as well.
0: So, probably practice, and you may want to start building a sort of mental bank of different stories Absolutely. for different scenarios. Absolutely. Now you, ha- you can add the yeah. one about getting pulled over. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. And the moral of the story, right? Because you have to have a moral.
1: Yeah, the moral of the story is keep your cool in all situations. Mm -hmm. Because getting frazzled is not going to help, especially with the police officer. If you get frazzled and you yell, you could end up in jail. Right, Which would not be a good thing. Then we wouldn't be able to have this interview today. I (laughs) know. I would be like, where's Marcia? (laughs) I (laughs) had to keep my cool. I had to keep my cool today. Right, so storytelling is great, but I advise people to write them out. I mean, put it on your computer because you may forget. Especially if it's a few years later, and you'll go, what was that story about Mr. Jones? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. And you forgot it. Mm -hmm. So keep a record of it. You know, and if you can't, you could also collect stories from Mm -hmm. the newspaper, the magazine. That's not the first choice, obviously. Mm -hmm. And you need to say where you got it from. You couldn't claim that it's your story. Because interesting stories. For instance, let me tell you about a story recently I heard that persuaded me to take action. Okay. I'm a member of the Tower Club, which is a private club in Fort Lauderdale, and it was one of the monthly mixers. Mm -hmm. Unbeknownst to me, they were honoring veterans of World War II at this event. So these gentlemen are in their 90s, and I have to tell you, they were all sharp, standing upright. They were amazing. Mm -hmm. So two stories. I'll be happy to share the picture with you. I wonder how many of you or you in the viewing audience remember the famous photo from World War II with a sailor. right the nurse bends over and he's kissing her right yeah i got to meet that gentleman no i have a picture yes yes he's 92 and i had my pic i asked him if he would dip me but he said (laughs) his back was bad (laughs) (laughs) all right so then the next couple i met 75 years they're married all right so they come up to the front and they're speaking and the story that i'll never forget is when they first met in high school she was 17 he was 18 and he was going into the military mm-hmm. so to see him off she decided to bring him a gift and what was it it was a bracelet an ID bracelet but she, what she engraved on it was a surprise it said hands off he's all mine <laughs> and he mentioned he looked at it and he said I haven't taken it off to this day Wow Wow so then when the organizer of the group spoke I think it's called project hope Twice a year, they take veterans mm-hmm. to see the memorials in Washington. They charter the flights, $70,000 for each flight. And I said, how can I take a veteran? I'd love to do that. It was $500 for me to go with them, mm-hmm. but I said, sign me up. Oh, that's great. So that was a very nice evening. I'll never forget it, and yeah. i will be happy to show you that picture. Awesome.
0: I'd love to. I have to. proof. <laughs> so, um, Marsha, I think we're, we're going to wind it down here. I know you have a busy day, and I wanted to mention for... Our audience, you've been generous enough to offer ten percent off to right. any Miami real estate podcast listeners that want to uh, engage Marsha in, uh, in 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 uh, coaching, personal coaching, and public speaking services. Tell us a little bit about or the, for the, group or for a group or groups, corporate as well. corporate sessions. Yeah. I know you've worked with Amex, Citrus, and other. Um, oh, major a lot of real group.
1: estate right down the street, Fortune. Fortune yeah, Fortune, International. We know Fortune well. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Coastal construction real sure. home styles and
0: to give the audience an idea of some of the types of classes or what what your curriculum is Is like it's more of a deeper dive on what we talked about yeah. today We'd Expand upon
1: that and then I would really record each mm-hmm. person's presentation give them useful feedback like we had done sure. in the class Excellent, right? So I have a, a lot of different workshops interpersonal communication listening We have the psychology of sales here, which I would go into a deeper dive sure. And then, of course, the presentation skills, interpersonal communication, because today with people texting all the time, everyone's saying the <laughs> communication skills that. are really yeah have decreased, which
0: is sad. Which is sad. So we'll yeah. put your contact information okay. in the show notes. Great. But to take us out, leave me with a positive message for our audience. Final thoughts on on okay. just being their best self in the presentation uh, setting.
1: Well, I think the final thought is the way that you see yourself every day. When you wake up in the morning, instead of complaining, oh, my God, I have to go to work. Everything is a blessing. You got up, you're alive. So think about any time you have a negative thought, turn that around to something positive. And it will exude, it will show in your personality. It will show as you go to your prospects every day. And people will want to do business with you. So start off with how you're thinking about yourself. Maybe write down affirmations. Because going back to Napoleon Hill, Mm -hmm. you know, think and grow rich. The idea is what you think is really what happens to you. So make it a great day every day, folks.
0: I love it. We're going to leave it there from sunny Miami, uh, right off Brickell Avenue. This has been the Miami Real Estate Podcast. Marsha Friedman. Uh, Thanks for
1: coming. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks.
0: Thanks for listening, we hope you enjoyed the show and we certainly enjoyed making it. We hope you will come back. We've got some more great content dedicated to informing, intriguing and inspiring Miami real estate professionals. Where can you find us? We're on the podcast store wherever podcasts are available. That's iTunes, of course, we're also on Podbean, Spotify, Audible, TuneIn, Stitcher and Google Play. You can even ask Alexa about us. Go ahead and visit servera.com slash blog. That's where our newsroom is located. We've got some more great content there as well, market reports and more. You can sign up for our newsletter there. Connect with us on social at Cervera RE or send us an email, Miami Real Estate Podcast at Cervera.com. We would love to hear from you. So, from all of us here in Miami, where the future is always bright, until next time.